Welcome to episode number 266, Health and Wellness. This is the Rotated Views Podcast with Jimmy Lee and the crew, giving you life from various perspectives. Welcome to our level. We hope you enjoy the views. Brought to you by the Blessed Lifestyle brand. Visit bl3ssed.com to get blessed. Also sponsored by The Motivation Files Unleashed. This motivational mixtape will be your fuel for success. Available on all platforms. All right, you are now tuned in to the Rotated Views Podcast. I am your host, Jimmy Lee Velez. I'm here with Heck, Goose, Gabe, and Colin. Health and wellness. In this episode, the crew welcomes special guest, Colin Kurtz. We cover topics that range from self-awareness, personal development, mindfulness, effects of the coronavirus, and much more. We wrap the episode up with quotes from Dale Carnegie and Ralph Waldo Emerson. Guys, if you're new, thank you for joining us. Don't forget to download and subscribe. We drop a new episode every Tuesday morning for your listening pleasure. Kicking things off. Colin, thank you for joining us, man. Thanks for having me. (laughs) Absolutely. So we are in Lower Bucks County, uh, Bristol, PA, and Colin was kind enough to drive over from Doylestown, correct? Right, right, right. So anyway, so thank you for joining us. We appreciate it. Yes, yes. On this beautiful rainy Monday evening. Um, so, so let's jump right in, man. So for those of us who do not know who you are and what you do, let us know. Well, again, I did reread that before coming in. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> yeah, I opened a place up in Doylestown in 2018. Uh, so we're in our fourth year. Koru Real Wellness, uh, as I think you have on the sheet there. Yeah. And obviously our mutual friend Adi has been there. She used to teach yoga there. Um, so she connected us. And yeah. I guess I like how you brought up self-awareness. That's a that's a fun through line that seems to be consistent with nearly everything. I know you got a lot of things on that list. I know yeah. I, could, I could hit on, but yeah, no, absolutely. see where you want to go first. All right, so so let's take it back to 2018. Yeah, what where you know where were you when you decided? Yes, I'm going to open up this wellness center. How did that topic come about? Were you having conversations with people, loved ones, friends? Like, how did it come about? Yeah, <clears throat> well, we opened more or less officially in the summer 2018. Okay. I think it was August. Um, and that, there was about a year's of planning, worth, about a year's worth of planning before that. Yeah. My business partner and I decided to join forces, yeah, roughly a year before that. He's a, he's a hoot. I was thinking about how to describe him in the car ride over. He, um, we're very different looking, but we, we complement each other perfectly. Yeah. I'm more the, uh, the movement guy and embodying the movement, and he's got... He, he just thinks of the big picture all the time in terms of the business and we make a good pair. So we knew we wanted to work together. So eventually we found a place and the key was just scaling up. I had been doing everything that I was already doing on my own on gotcha. a smaller scale. Okay. Um, and we knew we could work well together and um, I had worked with his dad before and then eventually, unfortunately he passed away oh, early wow. 2017. Mm. Yeah, that was a big deal, obviously. Um, so that really, and that brought us together closer. Sure. Um, we became brothers, and it's been great. It's been really, really good. I think, actually, I know you brought up COVID. We're in the best place we've ever been, not post-COVID, obviously. I don't know if, if that's fair to say. Probably yeah. not. But um, as a business, I think we're in the best place we've ever been. We're certainly having the most fun. Yeah, yeah absolutely. <laughs> yeah, nice which so, is odd, I know. Maybe it sounds a little strange. But <laughs> so 
how did you come up with the name? Talk about that logo. Where did all of this come from? The name, yeah, I'm sure. Like even with this place, although you know you have a name to work right off of, and sure, everything. You know, I I, lo- I remember we came up with so many different names, and we had to trash so many of them. And yeah, <laughs> the key word, Koru, yeah, eventually just became a night a cool word that made sense to us. It means um, new life, growth, strength, and peace, and it's a symbol. You guys obviously know the rock or like the Maori tribe and mm-hmm. uh, feet. Yeah, there it's a it's a Maori word. It's the spiral. It's a very pop, a very universal symbol, basically. So it's uh, kind of ubiquitous, and I'm sure Emerson knew about it. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, it basically, that word coupled with the real is the is kind of the juicy stuff. Honestly, wellness is just a catch-all because we had to couple with some kind of industry or some kind of yeah um business and wellness was the only one that made the most sense we actually think of it more like a school though like an education center mm-hmm. and i could, i'm not going to be that guy i'm going to be able to talk all, the whole time so you'll have to interrupt me no 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 it's absolutely, <laughs> no, it's absolutely so fine so i so, can keep going i don't want to yeah no cool so, so what services do you guys provide yeah. what kind of and how did you develop that and yep. then and then maybe if you consider it a school is there a curriculum or, or or something that someone would follow very much so especially that's probably why we're having more fun because we figured out the curriculum we mm. figured out the the foundation more than we had then even though every it's been consistent we we have a lot more clarity now yeah um, I think our most sort of gimmicky thing, even though it's not a gimmick, is the ice bath. We offer ice and sauna sessions to people, and they're surprisingly popular. Hope you guys come. Yeah. Um, you literally sit in 30-degree water. Whoa. And breathe. Ooh. I've never done it before. I've never done it before, so definitely want wow. to experience that. Cold showers are a good start, even yeah. just going out in the rain right now. Yeah. Um, cold showers. Cold showers are a popular start, yeah. Yeah. Have you guys heard of a Wim Hof? He's a relatively popular guy in that kind of world but mm. obviously one no so all right only 20 percent of us know him in this room but yeah. <laughs> in a lot of settings he's more popular laird hamilton is a guy he's a big wave surfer mm-hmm. um, his wife gabby reese there's so many relatively popular people who have or bigger names if you will who have um more or less normalized these kinds of practices mm. and i was already really into it going way back to 2009 i just didn't know what the hell i was doing i i I thought i was just this i was a weird guy but i thought i was even weirder (laughs) until i realized this was a thing people were doing i was already enjoying just going out and being in the cold yeah going way back to yeah 2009 um then eventually i realized this is a thing and and you can study it and there's actual research as to why it's good Mm. and it has a lot of history it's centuries old this practice of just even probably even more than centuries but going in hot and cold yeah like, you know just like the earth requires you to be able to do so it's it's probably our most sort of like unique on the surface offering but it's not part of the core curriculum i would say okay. uh, <laughs> yeah it's just a cool offering that definitely stands out um the curriculum goes all the way back to honestly even when i was in college to, uh i've always been really curious and this is true even back when i was studying in college um I've cared about what's most consistent, that thing that I've cared about is like what's, what is kind of true no matter who you are or where you are or when you were. Like what are the through lines? Um, so eventually I really dug into like old stories and really religion. Actually, my degree is religious studies, believe it or not. Right. Which some people are surprised by, but yeah. maybe not you guys. 
and they're the oldest stories, religious stories. And mm. what, um, what to me is most real is that which endures and is consistent and we, we can all kind of connect to. So we build a curriculum with that awareness. I love that. So is that where you find truth? Is that, so in the search, are you seeking truth? Are you seeking, because I, I find myself, I'm like, well, what's the truth? What's the real? Yeah. Um, well, blessed, I'm sure. Is yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah. I mean, that's how, it's almost like this very cool journey begins to unfold when you're seeking, when there's me, almost like there's meaning or like you're digging for gold and it's like, what is it? I just want to know. Um, and then while you're doing that, the journey really is, the uh the most probably most important part of the process right and it's going yeah (laughs) and it's like going through those conversations whether it's they're odd um or they're unique and just different um it's that whatever that is it's like this is this is part of this is part of it and so I, I stopped, you know, when we had a D on, she's like, you keep looking for, she was almost like laughing. She's like, <laughs> you're looking for me to explain where your mind's, basically I was trying to ask her, where's my mindset supposed to be uh, when, when, I'm, when I walk into your class? And mm. she's like, the clarity is up to you. I mean, it's, it's going to be different for everyone. And so that's what I guess I'm going to ask you. What should someone's mindset, where should they be uh, when they're, seeking your services or your expertise where 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 should they be mentally i guess open open to learning love it yeah we i've we're working right now on developing online courses um so we can continue to grow and not just be in like the time for money model and yeah. it's one of the obvious n- products that we need to develop and i'm constantly it's a big part of what i'm focusing on privately on my own right now and yeah, developing our, so to speak, avatar, our customer avatar, uh, you know, for you guys. I'm sure you've had to think about that. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think it's probably pretty normal for marketing and branding. And I keep everything, I, every time I come back to it, it's not about age. It's not about, like, fitness. It's not about anything other than, because we, we work with people of all ages. Um, yeah, the variety couldn't be more, honestly. It's just open to learning is the consistent piece curious and open to learning and probably a little bit um oh a little bit aware already that they're needing something new mm. something that hasn't really something hasn't been clicking in the way they want it to and you know back to that curriculum if you don't mind the because yeah. i think it's relevant the um you know again it goes all the way back to at least probably 2007 or so when i really started studying relevant stuff yeah 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 <laughs> and even just in like the last year, though, we've kind of been able to give it some real bones and movement, you know, hence movement matters. And um, generally movement is the the consistent sort of tool that we use. And we have a, a phrase, you are life, life is movement. But that's kind of meaningless without giving it like some foundation. So sure, it's connectivity, continuity, creativity, chaos, actually, um, and then communication or community. So the five C's? Yeah, good alliteration. Nice. It helps. Yeah. I like it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and it it continues to make sense and we can we're building everything kind of with that foundation, with that curriculum. So that was developed based off of the previous years, right? Based off experience you kind of saw trial what and worked. error. Yeah. Yeah, 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 exactly. <laughs> and was that based off of um, your own clients, your own experience, a combination of both conversations? All There's of the, your six all C. of the above, yeah. Yeah, there's 
Is there, yeah, context would be the sixth. There it goes. Yeah. <laughs> context. Yeah, I mean, there's always another one. Some people say, what about controls? Like, well, we can fit that into something. <laughs> Let's not go crazy. Yeah, yeah. The number six seems like enough. Yeah. Context would be the sixth one. Um, yeah, trial and error, conversations, doing the work, and critical thinking, really. just Because mm. our consistent question has always been the real part. Like, what is true for all and what is consistently true? What is... What's kind of inherently unifying? I think everybody cares about what makes them different and what's unique and the distinctions, but that, and that's important. We need for, you know, on whatever scale we need to be different. We need diversity and, and, uh, that's a bigger conversation perhaps, but it's true on every scale, but also we need to understand what the heck makes us the same or what's, what's similar and what's, what can we agree on? Honestly, um, so the mission kind of has a bigger, more cultural um, intention because I think we're honestly a little confused about what the heck we should even agree on as as an animal, as sure. a human animal. And sure, uh, that's actually what I care the most about. It's yeah. trying to educate about that. Yeah. So we've needed to think about it. We've needed to kind of figure this out, and we've come up with a model that we're always trying to poke at, but <clears throat> the key thing that I like about it is it's open-ended and there is no ending. There, it's a, cool. Built into it is the reality that there shouldn't be an ending. Hmm. You asked about like, how are you supposed to be in your class? Right. You, you're supposed to be you and you're never going to be anybody but you. And, you know, part of what I think has led us to need to ask these questions is we've been searching for some kind of ending mm. and that second word continuity, um, is meant to imply that that's a mistake. Well, yeah. I mean, it's inherently a, f- a fallacy for us to even want that. Mm. And never mind the fact that it's sort of a little psychotic to want an ending, but it's it's not going to work. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> so there might be something there with the human mind or the thought process of closure. Like, oh, we need closure on something. It yeah. has to be like that definite thing, and I'll feel better, right? And you have this. You break up with uh, a significant other or something like that, and he's like, I need closure. Let's have this final conversation. It's so funny. Um, whatever that is, uh, what do you think that is? It's like, what is it that we want this closure, that we want We want the timeline to be from beginning to end when really it's a circle, right? We want, for whatever reason, we want this straight line of things. I shouldn't say we. I'm say, I'll, let me say, I let me use right. my mind. Yeah, no, uh, unintentionally. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> And it's just like this timeline for it, for whatever reason, the most basic, like, well, that's what makes sense. And so like <laughs> the simplicity and not doing the critical thinking. And it's almost like, I'm just going to accept that. Is it laziness? I think there's a piece of laziness there. Yeah. I don't want to think any deeper. That's it. That's good. Closure. You know, where's my beer? No, and I'm serious <laughs> when I say that too. It's kind of sad. Sure. But, but. What, what do you think? What do you think of what? What is that closure that we want, or just a? We just want a finite answer. Well, I'm happy. To, I'd like to hear what everybody thinks, honestly. But I'll yeah. I'll throw a little bit back. I guess the <clears throat> knowing that I, I studied religious studies and that's my degree, and so I think in those terms and the religious stories are, as far as I can tell, the oldest stories, and yeah. they've really informed, I think, kind of how all of us operate, whether we know it or not. Um, certainly in this country, but probably globally. I think we've kind of just conditioned ourselves to think that there could be or should be an ending Mm. and it shows up consistently in all of our normal activities and normal interactions and literally just how we engage with ourselves and each other. So it mostly comes down to, I 
noticing that and, and just more or less hijacking that pattern. Mm. And it, goals are good. Uh, closure is good, but it just depends on the context. Hence, that's the key word actually in the beginning, context. Like, yeah, I would want closure with a like breakup. I, yeah. There's all kinds of reasons and times and place to want things to be finite and closed. But in another context, they're not really. It's not like you don't still think about it or that you don't still f- have feelings. Um, but on a broader scale of like wanting to try to make everything like static and, and finished and in a box with corners and, <laughs> yeah. and a product that you can package and it's done and you never have to think about it again, that's crazy. It's yeah. never going to happen. And I think that's mostly conditioning and it comes back to, again, these old stories which they're not only Christian stories, but just the idea. I mean, there's actually a cognitive distortion called um, heaven's reward syndrome. Like mm. the, the idea that you are you know, seeking, quote unquote, heaven. Yeah. You can just think about that over and over in like, daily context. And I think it shows up everywhere. I mean, to me, I just look at a road and I think, yeah, that's a symptom of that, that programming. A yard is a symptom of that programming. Not necessarily, but it could be. And it's... It's kind of everywhere. Is it? Does you think it has to do with order, <laughs> like us wanting order? Like excessive, excessive order. Hence, excessive yeah. order. Like, and ex- excess is a really important footnote. And order and chaos. I think we pe- people juxtapose. You need both. We need a little order. We need a little mm-hmm. chaos. Yeah. Chaos was built into the curriculum on purpose because yeah. there's an inherent unpredictability and unknowability, and that it's never going to stop. Um, but yeah, too much order is clearly a. I think we're dealing with people responding to that now more than yeah. we have in the past, and it's going to continue to unfold. And it makes sense not wanting too much order. Yeah. We need some order. And but- I don't think you can just be you <laughs> if with so much order, right? Mm. Like there's so much, like, you have to be careful with every little thing you do. How am I supposed to be me? I'm being everything you're telling me to be because no. there's so many dead ends. There's so much. <laughs> yeah. It's like well, what, robotic. What's an example? Yeah. Um. Because even that context, like I can imagine, you might be referring to a couple of different things. So I'm not well, sure. yeah, I mean, just just <laughs> just with with uh, what what's acceptable, culturally acceptable, and mm. you know, growing up, you know, whatever, dependent on the context you're talking about it, it was X, Y, and Z was acceptable to say or do, and then all of a sudden, fast forward 10, 20 years, you can't say that; that's offensive, or you can't do this; that's offensive, and it's. You almost, you're almost uh, like almost walking on eggshells. It feels like, mm. and they're saying, "No, but be you." And it's like, "Well, m- I'm one big error, so <laughs> I can't." You know what I'm saying? It's like yeah. I'm a, like a human being, so I'm going to mess up, and so, but I can't be that yeah. because I'm getting flamed for everything I say, and I haven't. I'm not saying in, in reality, but I'm saying in my mind, I am. I'm yeah. almost flaming myself. I'm like, oh, you can't think like that. Oh, you got to think like this. Oh, you got to do that. Like policing yourself? Yes, yeah. exactly. Like the, beyond the big brother thing too, but it's like the, like, it, there's, I feel like there's this hovering, like, I don't know, um, whatever that is. But anyway, so it's, but that's an important and very specific context, but you can see how it's similar to the whole. Mm. And that detail, it shows up in very unexpected ways. There are a lot of groups where I think they unintentionally, and it's, I think it's mostly unintentionally, yeah. which is why I try not to get too caught up in it because it's <laughs> sort of 
it's about awareness. Like I think mm. what they're mostly unintentionally doing is in trying to make everybody the same, even though they actually are preaching something like diversity. It's like, well, there's an inherent flaw built into the uh, the mechanism here, where you're you're going to end up actually. You think about life, like life and distinctions, and life and diversity go hand in hand. Mm. If we were all the same, or if everything was equal, which I'm sure is kind of what you're also yeah. sort of hinting at. Um, we'd have a big problem. Yeah. Life would theoretically end, to say the least. At the same time, we're all nodding, but at the same time, we obviously need to figure out how to allow for this new emergence and awareness of freedom and individuality without losing <coughs> what's worked so far. So it, it's tricky, but trying to get to a place where everything's the same is inherently a terrible idea. And unintentionally, I think people are doing that. Yeah, and also... And have been doing it for a while. <laughs> Yeah, and I also, it, it's very interesting you say that too. It just popped in my, not that it just popped in my head, but it reminded me where it's like, um, and not just the United States, there, there's there's other countries though, it's like you preach the freedom, but then you're, you're just bound by so much law. Yeah. And it's like, what are we doing again? And it's almost confusing. Talk about chaos. I think our idea of freedom is one of the most confused things. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yes. I think it's the idea that we've, we need to think the most about and we've clearly not been thinking about well enough for a while. So what do you think is it, are people generally speaking distracted? Uh, what, what is it that we find ourselves not going into those deep thoughts? Are they, are they just accepting? Are they just like a, not a simpleton, but like you're just like it's okay, good ambient that's, noise. Yeah. You know, yeah, it's <laughs> like I'm watching this. So, so if you guys do hear like that beautiful, uh, is this a metal ceiling? I don't know what's going on, but uh, you could hear the rain, and it's so if that's that buzzing in the background, we apologize. I actually kind of like it. Um, is it distraction? Is it just I, I alluded earlier of laziness? What is that? Just I don't I know. I think there are three, two, maybe two, but three, maybe two for sure factors and they kind of go all together i mean the stories i think are absolutely relevant the oldest stories again yeah. being thousands of years old yeah. they've clearly informed how we think um and we need to r- kind of reconsider a lot of them we don't need to get rid of them but we need to reconsider it and that's inherently informed education and it's also inherently informed law and legislation so i think it's mostly about education and the um what people want to call politics so most people like if they're trying to like change something they go for education i think hopefully not violence but education obviously violence i think doesn't work and we can talk about why but (laughs) yeah um conventional violence that is to say um but law is the other approach people try to make and the problem again though is on both fronts especially law it's a, it's rooted in these old ideas that don't really have a lot of merit today per se they there's aspects of it that all make sense but it's it's i think the problem again primarily comes back to connect, connectivity is our first principle there like most of what we think is coming from a initially we're thinking in terms of separation and disconnection how everything is fragmented and separated in different parts we never look around or mostly we're not taught to look around and see how everything's connected mm. and interconnected mm. and related yeah and part of an inherently global ecosystem which 
COVID, no matter how it started, showed us, I think, pretty well. Yeah. Um, it's one way that we could wake up to that, at least. But it's just... It, the old story is disconnection and separation to oversimplify it. And I think we just need to reform that, which is easier said than done. But either legislation and or education is all that I can think of. Yeah. <laughs> but are people lazy and distracted? Yeah, of course. But I try not to dwell on that because I'm lazy at times and of I course. get distracted. I use my stupid phone as much as some other people. And of course. <laughs> of course. So wh- what makes... It's all about priorities. How do we prioritize? That's a good yeah. point. What makes these stories last? Is it the truth within them? It depends what story. I mean, I'm assuming with your reference to Blessed and Emerson that you yeah. at least have a Christian foundation. Yes. So do I. Um, but, yeah, I think good, they've endured. I'm good friends with the rabbi. He would tell me over and over that obviously things have endured because there's some sort of inherent truth to it, to use your word. And I think that's probably right. Yeah. But it doesn't mean that it shouldn't upgrade and shouldn't evolve and shouldn't sort of be more, um, shouldn't be reconsidered based on what we now know. There are things we now know that we didn't know, you know, decades ago, let alone centuries and millennia ago. We didn't have microscopes. We didn't have telescopes. We didn't know about, um, microorganisms living on our skin and in our gut, for God's sake. Sure. I mean, that alone is a crazy concept once you start to really yeah. think about how... Like the idea, again, of freedom, like what the hell does it even mean? You you have organisms living within you and on you and you're inherently dependent upon them every moment of your life. It's it's an odd... So I think we need to upgrade our stories based on all of that. And it doesn't mean we get rid of them, like throw the baby out with the bathwater. Um but they need to be reevaluated. And I think it comes down to power. People trying to just maintain power to answer your question. Why have they endured? It seems like power, which is why people are trying to fight in some respects, you know, hence your hint yeah. at uh, cancel culture, I think. Yes, exactly. <laughs> so to speak. Yeah. In yeah. Quotes. <laughs> no, I think, I think power is the short answer. There's yes, there's, um, <laughs> What when I was in Miami, I didn't do. <laughs> so, what in 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 your college studies? What was there a common thread amongst what you studied when it came to religion? Um, I do like the part, um, Kuru, that has this. It's open ended. I think it's Buddhism. Is they're accepting to new ideas if they see them. I I forget what it is. I I don't. I'm, it, Forgive my <laughs> ignorance here, um, but I think it's Buddhism where they're they're open. If you think differently, then it, let's let's talk about it. Almost, it's almost like this open ended thing, and and they're they're open to changing what's written um, if it, like you said, fits or makes sense or upgrades the old thinking. Um, what was anyway to go back to my initial question? What was the common? Well, yes, I agree with that. The Dalai yeah. Lama's he doesn't preach anything but critical thinking, and he's. Yeah, he's pretty into science, so yeah. yeah, he's definitely not just thinking like he did, or like Buddhists apparently or supposedly did centuries right, exactly. ago. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Um, pretty sure he's point blank said over and over that the most important thing people can do is think critically. Yeah. But it com- it depends on what kind of Buddhist, for the record. And sure. <laughs> sure. Exactly. <laughs> but you know, a little all over the place there. Zen, Zen Buddhism, whatever it is, d- Tibetan Buddhism. But we don't need to go into yeah in depth about. Buddhism. I would say that the <clears throat> the consistent thing is, yeah, that and and maybe a more 
mystical component would be mm. a different way of putting it because even really Christianity has the same core, hence you bring up Emerson. I, yeah. I like that that was part of the uh, outline. Yeah. Um, I'm a big fan and Whitman in particular as well. And there are many good examples of, of mystics who would fit into the Christian narrative and have the same exact kind of attitude. There, there are, we know the differences that make Christians Christians, but that's not what you're asking. I think like an openness to mystery is mm-hmm. key which implies newness, which is, again, back to the curriculum, creativity is meant to point out that there's never going to be the same thing and you're always going to be adding something new or witnessing something new. So you better get on board with that. Stop yeah. trying to keep it the same. <laughs> yeah. So so were you reading, um, which I, th- I actually think that's super fascinating, that's what your degree is in. Were it was you, fun, and it's more relevant now than ever. Like yeah, I, 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 I didn't know that. what I would do with it, but it makes total sense today. Yeah. So, <laughs> total w- were there's are there similar stories across religions, right? Yeah. Um. And and what is that, right? And it's just like, well, how did you how did you set how did what how did we split here um, at the core? Yeah, it's all it's very exactly. similar. If you don't get caught up in the the power structures and the institutions and the dogma, which is largely um, projection, I'd say. Yeah. Yeah. Very much the same. Yeah. Very much the same. Similar enough. Yeah. So are you learning as much from your clients, students, as they're, well, you, well, I couldn't say they're learning from you, but is that also a learning process for you? Yeah. Yeah. But again, so, yeah, built into the model again, if you will, which... It's not like it needs to be a model, but it's good to know what the hell you're doing. Yeah. Is the awareness that you're nev- the learning never stops. And yeah. that's part of the continuity. Like it's, I hope I never stop learning. I, I don't see how you can be alive and not be learning. I think it's a cliche that's been said plenty of times. As long as you're alive, you better be learning or something like that. Yeah. yeah. You're yeah. not learning, you're dying or something like yeah. that. <laughs> Going backwards or something. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so what are some of the tools you use uh, or, or equipment um, outside the, the the ice bass. Is there anything else people can expect to see there? What kind of equipment were they going to see when they walk in? I saw this really cool walking thing you have. Yeah, uh, it's like <laughs> what is that thing? <clears throat> I was going to joke, just ice. Everybody just pass the ice, no just matter what. Ice. Yeah. <laughs> just All we do we is make everybody ice. sit nice, and then we <laughs> we tell them when they can get out. That's a treadmill, believe it or not. It's just a okay. fancy treadmill. the The key thing there is that you move it yourself. So. Mm. You know, movement to me is the most obvious. The obvious, and what does movement even mean? I'm guessing we get to that. But movement is the most obvious kind of way to connect to people and tool that everybody has a- available. And walking is one of the most important things we need to be able to do. And sure. if you're not able to walk, or if you're losing the ability to walk, um, that's obviously going to infect impact your life tremendously. Yeah, you don't have to be able to run, but if you're losing that ability and you had it, that's a big deal too. So walking is critical. The gait cycle, as we call it, is critical. And that particular treadmill really exposes where you can learn more and how you can improve it. Because mm. nobody's ever fallen off of it, thank God. But, I mean, it comes with handles. We just took them off. Cause okay, was I was going to say, it looked yeah. like you were just like, you know, it's more fun without them. <laughs> <laughs> we are, and we could do it backwards too. And so <laughs> It comes with a standard, like, um, guard with a monitor but okay. a lot of people just take them off because it's more fun okay yeah 
That's cool. So it's there's no electric component to it. It's just a conveyor belt, so to speak, that you move yourself, which you can once you get a hang of feels pretty good. You definitely walk better. Yeah. <laughs> so what and what else? What other equipment uh, is there? That's one of the most important ones. Um, as is the floor. Like getting, mm. you know, we have a wide variety of clientele from teenagers who are training for a sport or just know that they too. Um, are needing to learn something new or wanting to learn something new. And that's a wonderful thing to see young people who care just as much as any other age group. Yeah. And there are a lot of them. Like there are a lot of adolescents and um, people out of college who do care about understanding these basics as much as people who have been around the block longer. Um, So, the floor, believe it or not, is pretty critical. Having an open floor as yeah. opposed to just a lot of equipment. Yeah. So getting up and down from the floor, knowing how to literally move along the gr- floor. And then there's this machine that's more or less just like a fancy pulley machine, which you, know, you can pull the uh, <coughs> cord, so to speak, like 10 feet, I think. Oh, and wow. that's really fun. And then you can explore how you're having to apply force in different ways. And you can move like a ninja. And it looks really fun on videos. Yeah. Um, but you can do lots of standard things too with it. And I like doing everything. I yeah. I do it all. We have all the toys you need um, with respect to a 10-foot ceiling. So we just can't yeah. go, like, climb a rope. Yeah. yeah. Uh, we've got the weights. We've got the – we do it all. Yeah. It's just the bread and butter of what we do with everybody is improve basic movement patterns, and they're universal. Everybody needs them, whether you're a, my 10-year-old son or a, the 90-year-old woman that I see once a week. So everybody needs to learn more or less or improve these same basic skills. Yeah, so one thing that uh, we've all heard, maybe whether it was from our parent, whether it was <laughs> um, school and a teacher... Uh, and it, I, I feel like it has. It's there's the 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 importance of movement uh, within it is posture. Now, how? Oh, yeah. What's the importance <laughs> of posture? Right, like your mom's always like, sit up, yeah. sit up, sit up. And I always feel like, and yeah. I'm always like, hunch and it's like, sit up. and I hear the voices in my. But that's not like. What is the importance of good posture? We like to call it. Well, so posture is sort of the same word, I would say, as what Adi might call alignment mm. in yoga. That's the more conventional term. We call it posture or alignment, or even just skeletal organization. And it is important, but yeah. what the hell does it mean, right? Yeah. It depends on context, and it depends on where you're at. So, a lot of us do have certain sort of uh, pathologies or dysfunctional sort of tendencies, if you will. Yeah. And they show up in often how we sit or lie or stand or walk. And improving them, I, I say this with the utmost like, sincerity and, and awareness of how it, um, can sound, it, it's not always the most sensitive thing to say. It's, it's actually simple. It's not complicated to change that if you're open to doing it mm. and if you're willing to learn. It's actually rel- it's one of the simplest things that I'm aware of. It might take time. It definitely takes persist a uh, little focus and dedication but it's relatively simple yeah which is to say it doesn't have to be painful it doesn't have to be um you don't have to suffer through it and like get really fit yeah your body is meant to theoretically unless you have some sort of unless you're born with some kind of skeletal handicap which sure. people have but they adjust and often are incredibly capable um 
your body has a sort of neutral position, if you will. Mm. The only constant force on all of us is gravity. Mm. And then it's all kind of what we impose upon ourselves, whether we know it or not, whether it's from the inside out or how we sit, stand, walk, do all the things we do. Yeah. Uh, which is to say our nervous system can impose a force based on just being tense and tight and creating stress, if you will, holding ourselves a certain way. Mm-hmm. Or we can just do things and not know why the hell we're doing them, but we did them that way and it was working for that. And that could be as simple as exercising a certain way or, yeah, like thinking you need to sit up straight, stand up straight, pull your shoulders back, whatever the heck it is, Mm -hmm. all the time. Mm -hmm. And that's a long-winded way of saying that there's a simple way you're supposed to be organized. And if you kind of get out of the way and allow for that organization to reemerge, assuming you kind of had it as a kid... Uh, it will, but it takes time and, and learning. And most of us seem to not, I think a lot of us don't know how simple that can be. And it's probably our main, the main thing that makes us unique when it comes to movement is we have figured out some ways to make that really simple that work and translate to whatever activity you want to play around with, whether it's literally just enjoying your life, which is what I would highly recommend or becoming a you know, a really good athlete, a division one. I was a division one athlete, um, or a dancer or a climber or the best dad or mom you can be, whatever it is. Like it's, it's pretty simple stuff. And it just takes (laughs) seemingly some, some reprogramming. Um, pulling your shoulders back is extremely overrated. I will say though. Yeah. (laughs) Well, because again, context it like without understanding where your feet are and what your feet are doing and how your ankles are organized and where your hips are and all of these things, pulling your shoulders back can actually be pretty destructive. Yeah. Um, that's one of the provocative ones I like to point out. Don't pull your shoulders back unless you have a reason to. (laughs) (laughs) What about, um, like stretching involved when it comes to movement and the, the importance of, um, is there, is there a such thing as overstretching or, or you know, when someone says, "Oh, I pull yeah, the muscle," yeah, you become hypermobile. Is yeah, the so yeah. it's okay. There it is. <clears throat> yeah. So, so explain that. Well, yeah. If you, you know, it's cool to see what people do in like Cirque du Soleil or the circus Correct. in general, and I'm yeah. jealous. I want to be able to do a backflip. That's the yeah. skill I want to add, but yeah. uh, I'm not able to right now. Um, but it require me to work on like thoracic mobility quite a bit, so to speak, which doesn't have to mean a damn thing to anybody yeah the point is yeah stretching matters but again context so if you become hypermobile you might lose your capacity to pick up something really heavy Mm. right so it depends on what your intention is and just becoming really mobile is not necessarily what you you're not going to necessarily yield the results you may want mobility in general though is something people need to work on because we tend to have pretty chronic tight ankles and hips um, for the most part in our culture. Yeah. You can imagine why I suspect. Yeah. And, and also tight um, chests, like our chests are tend to be pretty tight. So improving range of motion and mobility for most people is pretty important. You can go too far. Hence excess. Think about it in terms of chaos and order. Like if you just create a completely, you know, flaccid hypermobile, animal uh it's not going to know what the heck to do when it comes to grabbing something or climbing or even maybe walking so you can have too much too much of anything yeah (laughs) 
So why what stretching matters though? It just depends on absolutely. What. Yeah. So where where is it? What's the blame here? <laughs> because like <laughs> where we've gone, we've we have these old stories. I want to keep going back to the truth, right? And and well, well, that's why I brought up chaos and order again because it's it's the same. You know, we call it somatic education, by the way, which is basically yes. The and word. explain that after. It essentially means that everything is a reflection of itself, mm. meaning like our pathologies with our bodies are reflections of the world around us and uh, and so on and so forth. It doesn't mean anything it. bad or good. It's yeah, just yeah. It's the truth. There's right. like, like inner, like outer. It can go to how you're needing to, you know, stand up right now. <laughs> Just talking about it. We're talking about yeah. uh, posture too much over yeah. here. Yeah, you're making me nervous. There's a, I'm trying to fix myself. <laughs> and the re, and the thinking that we all basically it's just like the field of thought that shows uh, that encourages you to look at how everything is inherently a reflection of itself, and you are a reflection mm-hmm. of your environment, and we are reflections of each other. And mm-hmm. it's I think it's absolutely true. Yeah. Do we lose value though? So so I guess to go back to um, the problem is, is, yeah, is it technology? Is it advancement in itself? It's almost like eating itself, right? So why, why, are, why is our posture what it is? Or why are we tighter on our joints now? Is because, well, some of us, right, let's go back a thousand years ago, maybe, you know, working on a farm or, or, or agricultural lifestyle was normal, but also now normal sitting at a computer and typing for certain people, right? Uh, it's not for everyone, but there's something there where technology came in and kind of interrupt, not interrupted, advanced us in one thing, but then almost like we went the other way with our own net, like nature almost. Yeah. Um, and what we're was do- the word you used? Not problem. What was it you said? The blame? Is that yeah, the blame. Like, what's the blame? <laughs> yeah. Technology! Wouldn't it be nice if there was a demon no. we could just yeah. point at, right? And that's Some the- kind of enemy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, you can imagine I'm going to probably say that I don't think there is an enemy. Yeah. Yeah. Damn it! <laughs> it was it was like the layup, you know. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if you're into basketball, but it's yeah, kind of like basketball. the alley oop. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Was for you to slam dunk. I know. There. I'm gonna dunk it. <laughs> there is no blame. <laughs> I don't know of one. I think it's yeah. it's a. It would be nice, you know. You, I think at some level we kind of wish there was because it would be easier. Mm. Um, it would be a little. I think that would be the lazy answer, to be honest. Mm. I know there's a popular school of thought that generally er, like steers us to like a pre-agricultural time like a primal time and primitive and reconnect with your caveman components and that's cool and those the way of thinking matters and it makes sense um but if we all were to just go like full wild we'd lose a lot and I, i think it's fairly obvious what we'd lose i think the challenge is to figure out how to synthesize it all to integrate it all i don't want to get rid of love it technology in general and the idea that we could is a little strange to me because it depends on how far back you want to go like to what like to where do you stop do you stop with the wheel do you stop with the cup do you stop with clothing it's a relatively absurd notion to me Mm -hmm. so generally speaking enemies don't make much sense i think it's pretty rare when there's actually somebody or something to demonize yeah i tend to go with a both and kind of attitude not an either or there's a I think again, though you know, angels and demons—that's an old story, right? So yeah. let's poke at that one too. But yeah, it's interesting, <clears throat> right? Yeah, God and devil and all of it, and um, even good and evil, right and wrong. Uh, so 
not it's not to say that those things aren't necessarily relevant or true even and i just but it's how relevant and is it a priority to be thinking that way probably not and it doesn't seem like it's real it's serving our evolution a whole lot so i'm delighted we have these mics that i can ramble into exactly. and we can jibber jabber on and talk about this stuff and i'm glad i had the car to drive here i wish it was electric i wish i didn't you know have the emissions it's a nice car too by the way it's just a honda crv <laughs> but thank you nice. the I fanciest like honda in the on the road yeah i like it <laughs> well you know i have it tricked out and everything so very um, nice but the blame i, I mean i i don't know if you want to think about that longer but I, I in short i don't think there is a blame i yeah. think it require. i think we need to learn and we need to level up we need to evolve and we need to kind of stop looking for a scapegoat it's bullshit to me yep in general yep it's lazy yep i love it um completely agree yeah so so let's go back to but why are people so prone to doing that is you know i I had i try to have empathy for the fact that that is a tendency but i don't think most people know why they're doing that i do think it has to do with this thinking and these these stories and the conditioning and the education and it's not good i don't think it's going to be a quick fix that's the least We've got to be patient. <laughs> so let's talk very quickly about the pandemic and how it affected, whether it's good, bad, it is what it was uh, to the business. Was it, and how do, how do you perceive it? Was it good for you guys? Was it, um, was it a launching pad for you guys? We had several businesses come on here and say they've launched, they've like catapulted uh, because yeah. of it. We've had people on here that almost broke everything apart, including their family. And mm. marriage. Um, and so you have everything in between. No. Yeah, there's both, honestly, and different topics for each. So professionally or with the business, it was, of course, I mean, the first couple of weeks were, who the heck knows what's going to happen? Yeah. And <clears throat> we, we were in a secure enough position to say, well, let's, let's do what everybody's doing and ride this out and see what there is to see. And um Fortunately, things did work the way they worked. And the, the worst thing business-wise was we lost um, contractors who were teaching classes, mm-hmm. actually AD, for example, yeah. and people like that because it was just pointless for them to still be part of the program. They needed to figure out what they were going to do for themselves. Sure. And the flip side of that, though, is we turned our entire classroom into recording sets. So mm-hmm. we've what we did was pivot to more of this. Um, the podcast was already happening at Cora, but we do more of that, basically. More recording, more... Well, the, I mentioned the courses and, and realizing, well, this is what we wanted to do anyway, so um, let's invest in some equipment and rock and roll. I love it. Yeah, so we literally turned our entire classroom into sets, and now, it, just in the last month, we're kind of bringing back some things from pre-COVID, like larger events, not nice. classes, but... Honestly, classes were never really all that big of a money a revenue stream for us. Yeah. Um, there's so many other businesses that do that better. So more events, um, actually men's events are very popular at this point, and more of that's going to be happening. More just bigger group, like day retreats are happening. And that's partly why in the beginning I said I think as a business we're in the best place we've ever been and we're having more fun because... We were able to ride it out. We were able to clean things up. There was a lot of getting rid of this and re and just saying, let's not even waste time and energy on that anymore because time and energy are two of the most important things we have. Yeah. And on that note, on a personal level, I did definitely go through some major shifts, but yeah. I don't know how much we're going to hear about all of that. Yeah. But 
Koru and me, they're, they go hand in hand. So there's, it was a wild ride. And we are definitely in a better place than pre-COVID, so to speak. That's always a funny phrase to me. Like, <laughs> um, it's, it's a relevant phrase. It makes sense. But it's a funny idea. So I like this, uh, the, the men's retreat or what, 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 yeah, we give us a little bit more detail about that. I'm fascinated. Yeah. I've really enjoyed, um, getting groups of men together for different activities starting in 2017. I've always, it's kind of like what we grew up probably doing, just hanging out with our friends. And I think a lot of men eventually either, including you guys, you got a good gang, but lose that or or forget how important it is and don't prioritize it and i know for myself and it seems like a lot of other men um it is it needs to become more of a priority for various reasons and i put the energy into making it an option so and i for that matter i think it's also important that women have time with women and we had a women's group actually yeah we literally hosted a women's group i didn't run it of course but of course um equally important and it's important that obviously Men and women have time together and yep. everybody in between. But men need time with just men for various reasons, and we are definitely making that more of a priority. <clears throat> um, I love hosting it. We basically just do a whole-day event where we kind of we ground, if you will, together. We move. We kind of just get, so to speak, into our bodies. There's all these wonderful phrases that I kind of roll my eyes at sometimes, but they yeah. do make sense. And then we go through something together, and the most obvious thing that we can do is the ice together at Koro. Yeah. And it is a great kind of trial-by-fire situation. Yeah. It's really, you kind of bond over it. Yeah. And we have a good meal. Um, we unpack what we've been through together so far. We feel a lot closer. And we reflect on a lot of different things. We'll do a little bit more movement, perhaps, um, and some kind of closing ceremony or ritual that Ultimately, generally, people feel pretty, I think, pretty fulfilled, which comes back to that whole, like, needing a sense of purpose and needing um, just joy, really. Like, yeah. I think uh, if there's a product to it, it's actual connection and community and joy you know, and something that you can sustain and can continue to build on. Yeah. Which I think it's what we were supposed to have as a community to whatever... However, we lost it. I think we're supposed to be able to have that as a species. Yeah. Um, and we can rebuild it. <laughs> yeah. So, w- one of uh, one of in 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 the Bible, um, it, and I, I just want you to quickly talk about this charity uh, hel- helping those in need, um, maybe the weak. What. Wh- and why triggers us to feel so good uh, when we're helping out someone, even if it's you know not in vain, like you're genuinely helping um, whoever it is. Like for example, right here, there's um, ads and um, a collection of clothes for for to donate for people of need. And I remember bringing in the bag and genuinely feeling good because I knew uh, we've gotten a lot of insight over the past few years on this podcast for people that were specifically helping homeless and all this. And so when we felt that, and now, now it's not just like throwing a bag into this big metal container in the parking lot outside your favorite food, uh, you know, your grocery store. 
And now it's like, I know where this is going. This is literally going to warm a back. And I get like the chills talking about it. What is that? And where does that all fit in? Is that all part of the fulfillment? Is that all part of the satisfaction? What, what is that? Giving, yeah, charity. Asking basically about like the mechanics of service, right? Yes. <laughs> yes. Um, and it's definitely not limited to the Bible, although Jesus is clearly a relevant of course, relevant figure in that regard, and so you know, mentioned Buddhism earlier, and, um, some, and even in yoga with regard to Adi, there's literally something called karma yoga, where you're meant to build your self-awareness, mm. arguably, uh, yeah. and sense of self through service, and I think that's one of the key through lines, as is, quite frankly, love, which, yeah, why the hell not? Yeah. Um, but the mechanics. Uh, if we need to have a kind of understanding of it, I would go back to connectivity and the interconnectedness of literally everything. So why do why does everybody feel some kind of satisfaction or fulfillment when they genuinely give and are truly presenting something to yeah. another? Probably because whether we know it or whether it's like conscious or not, there's an inherent like actual feedback with what you think is someone else and yourself or what you think is something else and yourself because there is no again actual separation or disconnection so if there is a mechanics or physics to it i would say it's literally because you're giving to your quote-unquote self and that doesn't mean you become a you can't become selfish when you do it that way or narcissistic that way it's almost impossible which is to say, you know, you, you might feel, or somebody might interpret that and think I'm going to be motivated to just be of service for myself. Right. It wouldn't even work. You would end up, I think the actual, the technology, if you will, of our bodies yeah. and of, of life is such that it wouldn't even work. You would end up opening your heart or something would change internally. Your nervous system would literally change. You wouldn't end up thinking of it as just for yourself i don't i mean that's such an old story right it's yeah. literally one of the oldest kinds of transformations from being all about yourself and selfish to what we call selfless but it's i wouldn't say it's selfless it's just evolved and mature and and good hopefully yeah. it's not neat i don't think you need to call it selfish or selfless it's just a, aware so what about what how about, could you not? Yeah, I don't see how that couldn't be implied with yeah. education, honestly. To since you want you to tie that into Kuru, yeah. Yes. So you hear a lot of teachers say, "I learned more behind the podium than you know in front of the podium, so to speak." And that that's I guess that's where I was kind of trying to loop everything in in a very oh. interesting <laughs> way, and it was just like, "Whoa." Um, and to be of service and it's like it's funny because it's like this is my business and is this is my, but it's like at the same time like, dude you're exponentially growing also you know and it's like we need to and it still goes back to that cyclical is that the word thing where um we're constantly evolving and hopefully it's a snowball in a very good way right mm -hmm. and just growing um saying all that to become more self-aware and having this self-awareness and what does that look like for you? Maybe not the ultimate goal, because here I go again with some like finite thing. But 
what is the? I have the, goals, of course. Yeah. I have goals. Yeah. So, yeah. so what, what, what is that? Like the self awareness and the growth. Is there? Is there? Be, being a lifelong learner, so you're going to do. This. Oh yeah, beginner's mind, right? Yes. Yeah. yeah. So what's? What's that look like for you to become self aware? Like personally, yes. Um, I immediately go to like the smallest scale that I need to take responsibility for. Mm. You know, talk about order, if you will. I think mm-hmm. okay, so I'm useless if I'm not taking care of myself. I mentioned I have a son, so family immediately. Yeah, and that extends out to siblings and parents, friends, Koru community, larger community. <coughs> um, and eventually you, I think at this point, can't, well, it depends on how secure you are and how like safe you are in general. Um, you can think globally. And I do not know how to do it any other way where I like, okay, it's all about both my smallest possible scale, which is me and my body yeah. <laughs> yeah. and my mind, as we call it. And the global context and the global culture and humanity at large and the you know life at large. So knowing that that's how I just I don't know any other way to operate at this point, and that I think it's good to operate with that general kind of awareness, thinking and being able to think in both ways at the same time, that's and cool. with that kind of nuance and sense of scale. Um, it comes down to like, all right, so what can I practically be doing to help? So yeah. Koru can grow. We can become more of a, we can have a greater reach. What we are sharing can reach more people. We can um, hopefully become a, a larger retreat center is, has always kind of been the mission yeah, that's um, cool. with the more kind of like land based um, model where we're literally like getting people to, I think there are good models for what I'm talking about, but I don't have an obvious one, of, um, yeah. again, besides like certain kinds of schools. But I do think inherently focusing on getting people to not be away from technology, but relate to technology differently and grow food and get back to the basics. All the while knowing, this is why technology is not something to skip or forget about, that sea levels are global sea levels are going yeah. to rise. I think that's inevitable in our lifetimes and certainly my son's lifetime. I mean, the ice caps are going to melt. I don't think that's going to change. seems pretty likely. Yeah. Uh, last I heard. And that that's going to have all kinds of ripple effects on us and everybody that are barely even imaginable, even though we can kind of foresee some of it. Um, Knowing all of that and knowing that it is good to be thinking about how we can use our uh, technological advancements to clean things up faster or to, I don't want to sound too out there, but maybe even become, I don't, I don't want to leave Earth. I don't at all. I love Earth. I think we need to clean Earth up before we try to like jump ship. But yeah. it would be smart to think about... Uh, I guess <laughs> continuing to explore outside of Earth and the solar system. Yeah. So I'm thinking about all of that at once. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, and at the you know, and day to day, it's like okay, so 
you just make sure you you're disciplined and you have the time and obviously again safety and security is implicit with being able to even think this way for now i'm gonna go talk to guys in bristol i've never met because that's a good first step for now uh, or a good step for today and that's awesome and it's relevant and we're gonna you mentioned snowball or who knows what's gonna come from any little thing so Mm -hmm. make the most of every little detail is probably the best answer yeah make sure you start with yourself i love that um because otherwise you're gonna probably have to clean up something later yeah (laughs) okay so i don't know how uh what condition you woke up this morning or feeling Mm -hmm. what compelled emotion you have but is there anything you need you want to share with the world or maybe a message or or um i don't know maybe some deep or maybe shallow very basic message is there's anything that's on your mind that you just want to i just want to allow you to have that whatever that is if there is something (laughs) yeah maybe just that last piece like start with what's right in front of you i love that i don't know what else anybody could possibly do that would be worthwhile and it's the same for me every day i mean start with what's right in front of you and i i know we probably can think of like more popular people who have a, a more potentially similar message but and i'm not echoing their message verbatim but i am pointing to the value of you brent you brought up order but the value of making sure that you are taking care of yourself as much as possible all the time i I don't know what yeah if we all did that i bet a lot of things would be different and probably better on every scale i often think it'd be fun if we had if you know politicians are just one example but um let's take away their suits and their like their their nicer clothing and make them all like wear bathing suits or something yeah (laughs) yeah (laughs) um for various reasons i think that would be really productive yeah yeah let's let's uh expose what's really going on here yeah hence i talk hence i prioritize the body and movement because mostly if you if you can't move well and if you're not healthy you're gonna be some something's gonna happen yeah and that's a terrible cycle i think that we've normalized and it doesn't have to be that way there are plenty of examples across the globe and throughout time where people have not become decrepit and useless and old so to speak that Mm -hmm. is not the necessary story for humanity yeah i love that so if folks wanted to connect with you uh the wellness center what's the best way they can either reach you website or uh social media handles what's the best way someone can contact you once you get in an ice bath, we have a telepathic connection. Nice. <laughs> I've never done it. I really want to do you one. Just automatically it's just telepathy. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I mean, car- you know, carrier pigeons are good after that. But uh, we use cell phones and we use email. Smoke signals? Social media. Smoke signals. Smoke signals from Bristol to Doylestown. That's about as far as it gets. Um, yeah, we're, we're really trying to more than ever now build our our reach and our network and our quote-unquote following and we are developing products that are going to be able to reach a larger audience so it's not going to be required for people to come in there's your net um so social media for sure yeah because a lot of things will be more and more um advertised through that 
and we're completely redoing our website. I, I keep saying that for months, but it's true. It's just taking time to make it, to relaunch it. Yeah. Um, social media, well, uh, yeah, email, phone. I mean, you'll probably be able to share all of that, right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah. What are your handles? Or how to, how to get a hold of you or like the social yeah, media? Yeah, well, I didn't know if you'd like put it in like copy or something. I could put it in too, but at least to announce it. At Koru Real Wellness. Okay. Yeah. That's K-O-R-U. Yeah, we're pretty much Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. Yeah. Okay. So the same handle for everything? Yep. So what is it again? Spell it. K-O-R-U Real Wellness. Okay. Koru Real Wellness. And you can also usually find with my name, but better to look that way. Okay. All right, cool. So we like to wrap things up with quotes, and the first one is by Ralph Waldo Emerson. Nothing great was ever achieved without enthusiasm. I love that. And the second one by Dale Carnegie. Today is life the only life you are sure of. Make the most of today. Get interested in something. Shake yourself awake. Develop a hobby. Let the winds of enthusiasm sweep you through. Live today with gusto. Health and wellness. In this episode, the crew welcomes special guest Colin Kurtz. We cover topics that range from self-awareness, personal development, mindfulness, effects of the coronavirus, and much more. We wrap the episode up with quotes from Dale Carnegie and Ralph Waldo Emerson. Awesome. Guys, thanks again for joining us. The Rotated Views podcast was produced for self-development purposes. Huge shout out to our sponsors. This episode is brought to you by the Blessed Lifestyle brand. That is BL3SSED.com. Also sponsored by The Motivation Files Unleashed. This motivational mixtape will be your fuel for success. Available on all platforms. Guys, don't forget to visit the website, JimmyLeeVelez.com. Follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Rotated Views. If you have any inquiries or questions, email us at info at JimmyLeeVelez.com. On behalf of myself and the rest of the crew, we wish you massive success. Stay blessed.